Hey everybody, welcome back to Self Revelations. It's your boy B Dab. And I am Juan Moreno. Yo, brother, how you been? How's your mental? What you been on these past couple days? I gotta be honest, man. I'm feeling very beautiful today. Beautiful. I'm very oh, <laughs> feeling you... very confident. Feeling very uh happy. You know, I think just because things are starting to get, you know, back to a place where I remember, like the yeah. feeling of before, like situations happen or change of thoughts or challenges. You know, my lady's car accident that was very, very dramatic, very traumatic to me at a certain point. Even though when it happened, like, um, like you were, you were there. Yeah. So as in like the day it happened, I called you like, hey man, like kind of like letting you know like kind of what happened because I felt the the need to let you know i was with you you know when she was at the hospital without me knowing mm -hmm. it was like after we had done a workout and then i ended up finding out from her sister calling me letting me know that hey they're saying that the car is totaled yeah so it's like what the car is totaled and i'm over here thinking that you know my lady's at work and the whole time she was in the hospital like because yeah. the accident happened at 6 a.m i didn't find out till 11 almost 12 a.m after realizing that Holy shit, she's been in the hospital the whole time. And then I'd be able to locate her going through that, calling hospitals around, you know, the city of Antica, Stockton, Modesto. Bro. And then not to find out no trace. And then thankfully they ended up reaching back to uh, the mother and letting her know where she's at. So, like, going through that, man, getting a lawyer, not knowing if, you know, everything's going to be okay because she's unconscious, the impact of the accident. Like, all that stuff, you know, like, I was at a very good mental state. At that time, too, like, I had just got a new job, remember? Like, mm -hmm. I was getting paid more. I was doing these hours. We were going to start the podcast. Like, all these things were going herself. She was also catching, you know, momentum for herself. And then, I don't know, where this accident happens and just shakes it. Like, shakes the world, basically, mm -hmm. in our world. So, you know, just remembering that feeling, those emotions. Because like, I'm a very, very, like, purposeful person with my thoughts and, like, the way mm -hmm. I move. I go like all in on my emotions at that time. I try to be as present as possible, try to be happy and try to be very, very grateful and thankful. So it's kind of good that I think like that too, because even at the time of the accident, everything that happened, I, you know, took care of business in my way is like making sure that her family knows her work. You know, it's not like, you know, she gets in the accident, she's in the hospital, she comes home. There's a lot of stuff that goes behind the scenes too. You know, mm -hmm. you have to, she wasn't physically able to, you know, contact her job and let them know what happened, right? So yeah. I had to contact them, let them know. They sent paperwork. I had to do, you know, EDD, and I have to work with HR to make sure that while she's gone, it's justified and she's still getting paid and she doesn't lose her job depending on how long she's out. So, like, all these different things. Wow, I had to take care of myself. and That's then, stressful, bro. So, yeah, I didn't realize how stressful it was until after. Like, yeah. I, in the moment I was, you know, doing my thing, I thought I was doing okay. I mean, I was doing great at that time, you know, just, I was just glad she's alive. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just do whatever I can. Like, I almost thought about studying um, the 51st, uh, 51st Dates with Adam Sandler. Mm. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Like, oh, I was thinking the, I was thinking the worst, too. I was thinking, like, you know, whatever happens, I'm going to just take it day by day. That's what I really yeah. told myself when I was stressed out or I would come home and, she wouldn't be here, not sleep here. And I just, like, remember, like, man, just yesterday, the day before, like, I made sure. For some reason, something told me because I had come home. I was working, like, swing shifts. So I will get off, like, around, like, 1130. Yeah. And I got home. And usually she'll be asleep because she works and wakes up 5 a.m. So mm -hmm. 
I remember getting home and she was still awake. And then I was just like, you know what? Because I was kind of, you know, so into my success and I was kind of losing my balance of, you know, appreciating the the woman that's in my life. And mm-hmm. I was so caught up in, you know, learning this, learning that growth, 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 my personal growth that I wasn't really showing her. I felt affection. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that day, the day before the accident, I, did, I just remember sitting down on the couch. I was like, you know, I'm going to just love her, like hug her, kiss her, you know, like mm-hmm. kind of just be with her, you know, be in the presence, you know. Yeah. And so, like, you know, just imagine that, like seeing like you knew this person the day before and then the accident and it's like a whole different person, whole yeah. different situation. And she's not the same person that you were just with mm-hmm. yesterday. So it's like, woof, like going through all that stuff, man, like. And then being at this moment now where she's okay, everything's, mm-hmm. you know, getting smooth, you know, our careers are going well, the environment, we have a whole different perspective, a whole different way of life. Like yeah. all that stuff, man. Like that's why I'm just so grateful. Like you have yeah. to really be grateful in those moments. Like, especially when moments are bad and then when moments become, you know, you get that feeling that you remember again. So it's like, oh, yeah, fact. like you just gotta be thankful for like every day. Yeah. Like just seeing her now, like, like you can't even. I, I completely forgot about the accident. Like mm-hmm. that's how crazy it is. Cause I remember um, what you were explaining to me. Like the first like week or two, and you're like, yeah, she, you know, she doesn't really remember. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't really, <laughs> she doesn't really remember. She doesn't really know. And it's just like, damn, bro. Like she doesn't know what happened. And I was like, dang. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine how much that pressure that was. Cause when you told me, my heart dropped. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit. Like. She had an accident because remember the week that weekend we were at the bowling alley yeah. we were all drinking having a good right. time so fun too it was fun like heck of people came mm-hmm. out we was chilling you know we we seen all types of we seen hobby mingo everybody mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. and uh you know had a good time that night and you guys you know you know i was glad you guys pulled up because you, know, you guys came from stockton that day right because you were with your family. You were, oh, I was with you my family. You were with your family. Yeah, right. So when you guys pulled it up, man, and I first thing I started thinking about was like, damn, like, like the last, like, I thought like you were going to tell me the worst, like something bad, bad mm-hmm. happened. And I was like, damn, like the last thing I, I you know, mm-hmm. said to, you know, her or them is like me messing around or being mm-hmm. jokey or yeah. like being retarded, like <laughs> saying some foul shit, roasting somebody. Like, like yeah, damn, right, bro. Right. I was like. I need to chill out with that jokey comedy shit. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was for real. I was like, oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta tighten up. I was like, because I don't know. I was like, damn, I felt bad. Like immediately, I was like, damn. I was like, right. It's like, am I a shitty person? Yeah, I know. It's like, damn. It's like, damn. The last thing I said, last thing I said to her was was roasting her head. Like, come <laughs> on, bro. But now, nah, like, I'm glad everything's back to normal. And you know, you know, you guys are doing your thing. You're, you know, by the way, this is the first time that we opened up, and you said that you were happy. Mm-hmm. So that's that's big, you know what I yeah. mean? Like a lot of the other times, mm-hmm. you explain like stuff that was going on. You know, you dealing with your depressions, and mm-hmm. this was the very first time out of all the episodes that you said you know you were happy. So mm-hmm. I'm happy that you happy, you know? Yeah, especially at that time, man. Like I really felt, you know, not till after is when I started getting like depressed. Like I, I think yeah. I was able to let go now because I was, you know, I was, you know, just. Going on 100%, making sure this taking care of the lawyers, sending this, the doctor, send this, this paperwork, all this, whatever, moving, driving around everywhere, going to go get the car, the car insurance, the car is totaled. Like, I was just doing, doing, doing like five, ten different things every day. So the moment, I think, when I started seeing her get to her own and to herself, and I was able to, like, sit back. When, like, the moment I got to sit down mm. is a moment when everything just, like, all the emotions that I think I sub without trying to suppress it you know i was just trying to do what i gotta do mm-hmm. and so that i think when 
I stopped and I seen her getting better and I was able to now, now take to reflect. Mm-hmm. I think that's when all the emotions started coming in and I started actually feeling everything. Cause even at times when I'm like depressed or sad or going through my emotions, I, the good thing that I know is like, it's only for a sh- short amount of time. It's mm-hmm. not going to be forever. It's just temporary. Like I'm going through a sad experience. I'm, de- I'm, depressed i'm in a depressed state but i know it's the experience of the depressed state. i'm not a depressed person because i'm a very very happy energetic if we're out partying or so at a bar or family or you know we go out to eat somewhere like i'm very energetic in my own self but you know sometimes you know shit, life you know comes out of nowhere and you're not prepared and you're like whole you know I just know that those times aren't forever. So I even cherish those times too, like uh, cherish challenges that are very, very traumatic because I know it's not going to last forever. And it only makes me stronger, like mentally. I'm all about the mental thing. I'm Mm -hmm. all about the mental, like pushing myself, keep running, even though my body's telling me to stop going Mm -hmm. through the pain or working out or, or talking to people, having those difficult conversations. Like I, I go, I push myself towards that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the be- that's way better for you too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you carry it out every time that something yeah. gets hard, you know, you're not able to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, you're at a stalemate. But no, I'm I'm happy for y'all, bro. I, ho- I hope everything works out. You know, with you know y'all, your car. You mm-hmm. know, um, health wise. Hope everything's good. I haven't talked to you about like her health wise, but mm-hmm. she's you know, doing she great. looks perfectly fine. No, like, she's there joking, like playing, holding a full conversation, staying on topic. Cause remember at first she wouldn't stay on one topic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was, uh, I kind of noticed that a little bit and I was like, Oh shit. Like, mm-hmm. She asked me three different questions yeah. <laughs> within two minutes. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was in the hospital and I was seeing her and then we were talking about how she's doing and she, she was like, I want to leave. Like she'll go a conversation of like, Oh, you know, I want to go home. I want to leave. My neck hurts. Um, at school today, they uh, gave us these lunch bags, and I'll, I'll be like, "What?" And I just be listening to her, just like let her talk, just like let her. But inside, I'm like, "What is she like? This is not reality. Like she's mm-hmm. out of like her brain was out of whack." And I was, and, you know, seeing that, bro, I never seen that. So it's kind of like, is this gonna be forever? Like I don't, mm-hmm. is this gonna go away? I had no idea, you know. And then to see it actually, it's a symptoms that you receive from getting a, a TBI, like a traumatic brain injury that causes like a heavy concussion, mm-hmm. possible brain bleed is exactly what she had. And those are the symptoms. It's like, whoa, man, like you, you'll be surprised at like the human body of how it reacts. Like yeah. when it gets, you know, trauma, like with an inflected wound or a concussion, like the, the body, the way it heals itself and how, you know, you, you hit your head hard enough, man. Like obviously you can die, but you also alter your emotions, thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, your reality and that's brain injuries ain't no joke yeah no facts that's why they take it so serious well now they do they take it serious in football when Mm -hmm. you're all these concussions and stuff and bro like i see the difference like with myself Mm -hmm. bro like because i've only had two concussions i want to say i've only had two and one the recent one was when i was at lamar but Mm -hmm. bro it's so trippy like you'll walk into a room legit like and this is common like you'll walk into a room be like, okay, I'm going to grab the controller from in the other room, right? Mm-hmm. You walk in the room, you'll be like, what I come here to grab? Even little stuff like that, or, okay, I got to grab this at the store. You get to the store, you're looking around, you're like, damn, what was I supposed to get? You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just yeah. crazy. It's crazy. I'm like, oh, no. And I even have that, too. But, yeah, but, uh, like, getting on to other topics, did you watch the, like, the, the um, All-Star game? 
I did. I did, I did watch it on uh, Saturday, but I only watched the weak ass dunk contest, and yeah. then I watched uh, a little bit of the three point shot. But you could tell. I think, I think people give it a lot of like a bad rap because they see that it's not maybe as entertaining, and the players aren't trying. Yeah. What do you feel? Like you, you think it's worth? You think if they were to give an incentive? Off of how many points you scored, like kind of like they did, like the charity each quarter. Mm-hmm. You whoever scored, I don't know how they did it. Each quarter, either team A or team B wins if mm-hmm. you score this many amount of points, and it goes to your charity or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you think they need to do more incentives for the players in order to like try harder? Um, I, I feel like y- yes, but no. I mean, but the the incentives is yeah, it's gonna help them try a little bit harder, but at the same time, you understand they're doing that as an all-star they don't want to hurt themselves in an all-star game mm. and cost them millions in their right. regular career because in all reality the all-star game does not matter yeah. it's for the fans you know what yeah. i'm saying at the end of the day and like you roll your ankle or something that's going to affect your playoff hopes or whatever mm-hmm. you got going that that season you know what i mean say you guys are the number one seed you can't you can't get hurt out there you know what i'm saying right but you know my boy steph blurry was out there <laughs> cooking bro Drop a fifty bomb. I'm like, oh yeah, he's working like that. He got the MVP, but that they need to cut him a check or something. Not that I he needed, but they need to cut him a check. Like when people play like that, or you know, even Embiid. Embiid was playing hell hard. Mm. You know, I, I like I like how they have it set up, especially with the charities things. But I think like yeah, they gotta they gotta do something to make them not make it so obvious. You know, they're like walking and like someone's going through the lane. They're not even stepping over. They're just like watching them go up the dunk. Yeah. You know, that's cool and all, but like, bro, like you got to play some type of defense. Mm-hmm. You know, they only playing defense really the last five, 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. I feel like they should maybe move the all-star game maybe towards like the end of the season. <clears throat> maybe. But yeah. Then, or like some, sometime when it's in the middle of the season. I didn't think about that actually. Right, that I mean, would, that would be smart. So the people that's not playing, yeah, like, you know, they know. Hey, my playoff hopes are done. Mm-hmm. Well, then the people in the playoffs wouldn't go. If they that's why I said after, like after, after the finals season, after the finals, yeah, yeah. Like it would make more sense, as in, like maybe you'll have the players maybe try a little bit more. But mm-hmm. you have to incentivize, like. People don't want to do a dunk contest if all they win is just a fucking trophy or some type yeah. of symbol. Like, nobody really cares, to be honest. At the cut end of me day. the check. <laughs> yeah, cut the check. Yeah. <laughs> like, ain't nobody got time for all this other BS, bro. Mm-hmm. I know for me personally, I would want the bread. I would want the bread. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I got, I got, I, I made the, I won the three-point competition. Yeah. Let's go. Who won it this year? Did you watch that or no? Because I didn't watch it for competition. Sure. It was somebody that really surprised me. I think it was Carl Anthony Towns. I he believe. won the three-point competition? Yes, I was surprised, too. I was like, oh, ain't nobody doing this no more. Because I heard he was wearing his uh, his mom's necklace on oh, how the beautiful. Uh, competition. Oh, right. I know COVID would hit him hard. Man, COVID hit a lot of people hard. It hit me, yeah. like, mentally without even realizing it until I reflect now, retrospect. Mm-hmm. Like, because you remember 2019. I had a great 2019 year. Mm-hmm. I was going into 2020 even great. I mean, I did <clears> – when I look at, like – the resume of things that I did, like I actually did a lot of things within those years, but mentally also I think about it's been the most challenging times mentally for me Mm. these past two years. Like I've been really, really, you know, into my thoughts and sometimes it got the best of me at times, but 
you know, I will always prevail. Like I'm not giving mm-hmm. up on that. You know, it's just a thought. You know, I don't marry, <clears throat> I don't marry my thoughts. You know, they come and go. But mm-hmm. COVID has been very, very hard for a lot of people. Cause it's like it's so it's it came out of nowhere, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And as severe as it as it was at the beginning, like I I remember just seeing nobody on the roads. Like it, it that that mess with my head. Like right. getting on the freeway and you the only one. <laughs> Going on 99 South, like, nah, bro. Like, it was something crazy about that. And then how people were acting. Everybody's just indoors. And I'm like. Tensed. I said, oh, nah. And like I said before, I'm a homebody. Be- being forced to be indoors mm-hmm. and being a homebody and staying indoors is by two choice. different things. Right. Yeah, like that, by choices, it just feel, it just feels different. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, like that whole COVID year, you know, the COVID year. Well, we're still in COVID. Right. But, you know, the, the peak like when it first started, mm. that that was tough, man. That that was tough. I can't imagine, like, you know, because I didn't. I'm not gonna say I went through a whole lot, but yeah, like, you know, little stuff like relationships and mm. like, you know, really finding out what I want to do, stuff like that. But it really helped, like, slow me down and kind of like, like, basically everything that was on my plate, mm-hmm. really like funnel funnel like where I'm at in life and where I want to be. What do I want to do? How do I want to make my money? And just like tune 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 into like what do, what does B Dab want to be remembered for? What does B Dab want to do? You mm-hmm. know, because when you know everything was going, it's like oh okay, you know uh, Monday through Wednesday I have to do this this and that. I got to do this this and that. Thursday through Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday is family. I'm, I'm with the family. Yeah yeah. Okay, now you can't do nothing. You're staying home. You have nothing but to look at your own situation and try to improve it or look at improving in some way. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm sure, I don't know how it was for you. Like, mm-hmm. were you actually staying home? Be real. Were you staying home? Like when they, when they was telling everybody, hell no, <laughs> I was like, literally like uh, COVID who? Like I was like, I might live my best life. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to have fun. Cause I like to you know experience, go out, go mm-hmm. to the, to certain restaurants. Like I'm like, I love food. So I like yeah. to go eat. I love beer. So I love like, you know, to drink beer and stuff like that, certain liquor. And I like to experience and go to like different places. So like that shit was not going to stop me. You know what I mean? The only thing that was going to stop me was if, you know, they restricted certain places of being open. Yeah. So you don't even, you know, one thing I, I, I found out too was like since COVID has been like the highest rate of like divorces, like a lot of relationships have like, <clears throat> excuse me, broken off because of uh, the complications of the economy around COVID as in people staying indoors and staying home locked up with that person that they probably would only see for about maybe six, eight, 10 hours a day to then being with each other 24 seven and not, you know, working through their, you know, yeah. given the time to actually know each other even <clears throat> at a more and more deeper level and actually seeing like some of the people's habits that might affect you because yeah. you know they're not washing the dishes this way or mm-hmm. they're not talking to you this way or you guys are here together 24 7 but they only talk to you for like two hours yeah. like holy shit it's like <laughs> everything like oh oh like this person like you married this person and Five years down the line, now everyone's able to slow down and everyone's able to be in the house. All the kids, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's there. And now it's like, 
oh, I actually can't stand this. Yeah, oh, I actually like, can't stand this person. This ain't the person. Did that I pick I the right person? Was, right. You know, yeah. it's like ah, oh, that's a lot tough. of people were like, this ain't the person who I thought I was like marrying, yeah. or this is the person that. I didn't envision myself being in a relationship with like this is a whole different person like mm-hmm. there's a lot of I know a lot of people that like, got divorced and um their relationships didn't work out because of the last two years it's crazy that's wild I'd be heartbroken mm-hmm. it's like damn I put in all this <laughs> effort we done got married in front of all of our family yeah six months later yes that's it chief yeah <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm gone <laughs> But no, um, but yeah, man, that that stuff is crazy. But you know, now we're on to bigger and better things. We, you know, we're, we're we're on the positive up and up. Definitely, you know, you're happy. You know, I'm I'm beyond happy. You know, I'm getting ready to go into camp on Tuesday. <sighs> wow, Bro, it's probably like, it goes by so fast. I know, like a year or six months, you find out. Oh, you know, I have camp in May, and it's maybe mm-hmm. June of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. And then now it's a week. Yeah, it's here, bro. Yeah, it's here. Seven days, man. Seven days. So, um, I, I'm really excited, bro. I, I'm, I really am. And it's just like the, the I, w- I just want to see where I am six months from now. I'm being, a, I'm gonna be as present as I can be, mm-hmm. like while I'm there. But I'm just like, man, I just, I can't wait to experience it. You know, mm-hmm. putting on the jersey with my last name on it and stuff like that. I just. I just know I just know how how I am once it comes to football. I'm like, man, I just can't wait to get out there, bro. It's gonna be so fun. When better you better when be you, at that motherfucker too. When you think about like competing, how do you approach like the mental aspect? As in, are you competing to be the next, you know, Champ Bailey, the next, um, Akib Talib, the next, you know like the next great corner, the next great safety or defense or player in general, or do you like, I'm just trying to be the best, you know, Brandon Dabney that I can be with my abilities that I already have and sharpen my skills. Oh, I'm, I'm the, I'm not looking to be nobody. Like Mm -hmm. obviously as a player, I take pieces from everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, even Ray Lewis, like Ray Mm -hmm. Lewis is a middle linebacker. I take things from Ray Lewis, like just his mentality alone. You know, I take stuff from Ed Reed. I take stuff from Namdi Osmo. I take stuff from, Pretty much everybody, you know, bits and pieces. But yeah. at the end of the day, I'm trying to be the best Brandon Dabney possible, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm someone that someone's going to look up to. Mm-hmm. Right. So and and I'm not knocking nobody for looking like I want to be the next, you know, Namdi Osmo, I want to be the next so and so Champ Bailey or whatever. Right. You know, you can have that. That guy has the motivation. But as for me, like, I just know how I am. I know how I play and I just. I just feel like I want to be better, the best version of me, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's been what's worked for me this long, you know. What do you think are the benefits of just being the best you instead of you know beating the competition within your team mentality? It's just authenticity. Like if you're trying to copy and paste somebody else, mm-hmm. like I just don't feel for me personally, I just don't feel right about it. You know what I'm saying? I just mm-hmm. feel like it's so much better to be yourself. Like if you're a man corner. Um, or if you're an aggressive player, you can't, you can try to be like somebody who plays different, but at the end of the day, like, you know, be the best version of you know, how you are, know how, you know, you get down the field or, and that's an all aspects. If you're a hooper, you know what I mean? You might not be a shooter, but you're, you're looking up, you might be a dunker, but look up to Steph Curry. You know what I mean? Right. I don't, I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying like, you know, you gotta, you know, be what, you know, 
what's in your archetype. You That's know what, what I always say, like work in your circle of competence. Like yeah. what's uniquely you that you're very good at that you know other people aren't. Like you notice mm-hmm. that like a lot of people that's why like great coaches are great at putting players in the best position in their capabilities. And you see a lot of coaches that, you know, like oh you're not really good let's say like you're a great um coverage corner now nah, you're a great like a zone zone coverage player. Mm-hmm. And they want to put you in a system where you're playing man coverage all the time. Yeah, It's like, well, is that really the best thing to do for the player and for the team if you're going to put them in a position where maybe they lack of and there's another player that's also maybe greater at man coverage than mm-hmm. him? So it's kind of – that's why you, it's, you see like the NFL, right? They have like packages like, you know, yeah. dime or all these like different type of, you know, strategic moves to put players in the best position according to what you believe the offense is going to do. Mm-hmm. Like I always think about that too. It's like as a person – like, you have to know what's uniquely you that you know you're good at than other people because you notice it when you're around. Like, yeah. you know, you have that. Everybody has, like, an it factor. Some people are mm-hmm. charismatic. Some people are introverts, extroverts. Some people have a different way of philosophy that, you know, people gravitate towards to. People listen when you talk, that energy when you come up in the room or, or when you step on the field, there's, like, this aura around you or the swag mm-hmm. that you have. Like, you bring that leadership, everybody has, like, something. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, work in that circle and just go all in in the capabilities that you have that you know can take you somewhere else. Yeah, higher. facts, facts, facts. No, that, 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 that is most definitely true. Um, yeah, like, I, I like that, working your circle of competence. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I, I like that because I feel like, you know, you got to find your, uh, your niche. Your mm-hmm. niche. Is niche. that how you say it? Your niche, yeah. Because I, I, I knew – early on like what mine's was um you know actually i wouldn't even say early on you know i kind of like the midway through my my you know sophomore year of high school mm-hmm. i kind of knew like okay like difference between me and other people was uh, i can play anything like wherever mm-hmm. they tell me to play is what i'm gonna do mm-hmm. as long as it helps us to win so right you know being versatile that adds value to you so that's kind of like my thing it's like i feel like i can do anything i can play anywhere given yeah. you know the right scheme or whatever they need you know what I mean? So that definitely plays into it. When you hear striving for greatness, what does that mean to you? Um, striving for greatness, I feel like it's striving for your goals, striving to be the best at what you do um, or whatever your passion is, the best at what you do um, and doing it at the highest level you can do it. Mm. Right. So, you know, you could be good at something, you know, doing what you love or whatever, but being great is like, it's like that, um, that elite, that elite room of, of people that do what you do, whether it's basketball, football, or it might be art. It might be, you know, <laughs> selling cars, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, you know, when you're striving for greatness, um, you know, you're working on that talent, you're putting that time and the effort and those hours in to be the best that you can possibly be. You know, you don't leave no excuses or no, you know, leeway to not be great, you know. Right. Mm. That's pretty good, though. When you hear, like, you know how they say, like, oh, Kobe is great. LeBron Mm -hmm. is great. Or even, like, family. Like, oh, this person's a great person. What's one of, like, character traits you believe makes somebody a great person and if it's a field of like sports or maybe it's just the way they are with family or how they treat people what's what do you think is a character trait that a lot of people that are quote-unquote great have 
I think that that you know something that makes somebody great, whether if it's it might be a person, right? Mm-hmm. Just like a regular person that you might know in your family or whatever. Something that makes them great is that you know they either pull up others or you know they take their whatever they're doing, whether if it's life, um, they take it very seriously, right? Mm-hmm. They can influence other people. Um, they're the best at their craft. They really work at their craft, and they don't just talk about it. Right. Um, in any aspect, but I'd say the main trait to like say that somebody's great is that they're inspiring others and they're, they're good at what they, they're great at what they do and they're inspiring others. I would say, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's in life you can inspire somebody from just you know being on your shit, you know, making sure you're paying your you know paying your stuff, you know, you're you're successful saving your bread, um, you know, investing and all that stuff. Just as, as a regular person, you know what I mean. You can right. influence, you know, your younger generation. You know, I know you have a whole bunch of brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the stuff that what you're doing is you know on that path of greatness because mm-hmm. you're influencing every single. Well, no, I wouldn't say influencing, but I'd say motivating every single generation up under you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. How old is your youngest brother? My youngest brother, uh, I would have to say, at least that's at least nearby that I see a lot more. He's about, he's 15. He's 15. So you're, you're motivating, you know, from 24, 25, all the way to 15. You know what I'm saying? And that's a critical point. Just imagine if you had you when you were 15, Damn. you know what I mean? And you're on that path to greatness to set up that foundation for your family, mm-hmm. break those generational curses. Mm-hmm. That is the path to greatness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're making a difference, you know? Definitely. And that's, that's what I kind of manifest is being the person who I wish I had at certain times in my life that would have put me on a path. I remember being like, you know, in my teenage years, like, Having, I had no foundation. I had no guide. I mean, I had a father, family, but maybe you've experienced this. Like, you can have a, a father or maybe a mother in the household, like, be there, offer you, you know, a roof over your shoulder, food. You know, got to be grateful for that. But at the same time, like, they might be there physically, but not there mentally. Yeah. Like, I didn't have nobody who was able to guide me. I didn't have no mm-hmm. guidebook. I didn't have, I had a great father who did the best that he can, and I forever appreciate him. And, my mother that I had too, that was loving unconditionally. But at the same time, I never had a conversation or when I was, you know, down bad on myself or judging myself, I never had nobody that was able to tell me, I never heard the words. It's okay. Mm. Like I was just kind of like would judge myself, like put myself down. And I understand how a lot of people get like that too. Cause I've experienced it. So I'm always like trying to be ahead of, you know, letting people know, like, hey, I'm here. Like, mm-hmm. you can always talk to me. Like, if you just want me, I'll just listen to you. Because a lot of people just want to, you know, express themselves and just want to be heard. That's why you see a lot of, you know, kids don't have relationships with their parents because they feel like every time they open up that they're being judged. Yeah. I, I had a conversation with somebody letting them know, like, you know, sometimes you might have problems with, you know, your child because you um, they feel that every time they do express themselves, they feel like you're going to nitpick or judge them or compare your life to theirs. Mm. So it's like, if you really want to help your, your, you know, son, daughter, you have to give them the feeling that you're not judging them and you're actually there to help them by just listening. And Mm. like, you know what? You also opening up yourself of your experiences. And that's what I try to do is just be very, very open with my emotions because I know, more than like 99.9% of people are dealing with the same emotions, not currently, but they have in the past. And in the future, you're going to deal with every single emotion, you know? And I try to 
give like a sense of like normalizing it. Like it's okay to feel sad and it's okay to be depressed. It's okay to be jealous if you don't know how to handle it. It's okay to be clingy. But at the same time, if it's problematic, you know, you have to take notes of, you know, the things not work. It's not working for you. It's making your relationship that should be, you know, happy and, you know, blooming to then sad and jealous. And you guys are checking each other's phones and, and you guys are checking you guys' locations and, and you guys are constantly arguing and fighting instead of giving you guys the space for you to have fun with your family and your friends mm -hmm. and, and her or him to do the same with their family. Because then when you guys get together, you guys can have fun with each other. Mm -hmm. And like, that's why it's so important. I always like talk about all this stuff because I know there's somebody else that's experiencing the same things I've experienced. Cause I've heard it from the greatest of the great quote, quote unquote, you know, athletes or philosophers or, you know, just people that have done something that gave to society that has went through the same emotions that I'm going through. Cause then you realize that everybody's human and everybody has their own, you know, things that are going on that you've experienced as well. So when you hear somebody else experience something that you feel is only you, like it makes you feel okay. And you're like, Oh, I can get through this then. Or, mm -hmm. or, you know, what's not the end of the world. You know, if somebody passes or, or, you know, a relationship is broken or you make a mistake, like you it, you realize that you don't have to judge yourself so much. And, hey, if he can do it, then I can do it. Exactly. What did Kanye West said? If I can live through anything, if magic made it. So, like, <laughs> I thought that shit was so dope because, you know, Magic Johnson, you know, yeah. like, you know, his story. Like, if he can do it and other people that have been through worse can do it, like, you can do it, too. Yeah, facts, facts. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. That's, that's a good mentality to have too mm -hmm. especially when it comes to like stuff that comes negative to you <clears throat> you got you got to think of it like that because if you if you're kind of just down on yourself and talking back to yourself when stuff happens like oh this this happened you know i lost you know my brother i wish i would have spent more time with them i wish i would have mm -hmm. did this i wish i would have did that you yeah. know you're not the first person to ever lose your brother you know what i mean like yeah you feel how you feel but you know you got to move on. You got to keep going. You got to keep pushing because that yeah. person, whoever you lost, wants you to keep going. 100%. They want you to, you know, be better. They want you to keep on your path that you're going, your path to greatness mm -hmm. and whatever path you're going, you know. So I, I think that's very, that's a really important mentality that, that you could have as, you know, just like an everyday person. Yeah. So you really, really, really have to love the people that are here because mm -hmm. you, you know, things could change tomorrow. So yeah. it's like every time you see them, you show them love. Let go of the little shit. Like let go mm -hmm. of the the little battles and, you know, situations where it makes you resent the person. Like, man, because you're going to regret it. You know, you always hear those stories, right, when somebody passes away and mm -hmm. you're like, damn, the last conversation I had with them, I told them how much I hated them. Yeah. And then you realize you never hated them. You might maybe hated that situation, but after they pass, you're like, I actually love them. Like I that, the, la the last thing I said to them was I hate them, like how much it kills mm -hmm. them inside. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, love people, love mm -hmm. the people around you while they're here, not until after. Yeah. Yeah. You got to use, use your words for good, for sure. Yeah. Can't be thrown out. Or I wish you die. And then they actually pass. You know what I mean? Like that, that's that's a terrible feeling to have, you know, after the fact. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. um, a little bit of what we talked about in the last episode, you know, manifest good things. You know, appreciate the people that you are here, that you have here mm -hmm. and, you know, be in the moment of, you know, all my family are here. They're healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, we spend time together. Uh, really treasure that because time don't stop for nobody. It keeps going. It, yeah, you know? yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, facts.
But um, you know, uh, one of the things I was that I kind of want to talk about is when, you know, you know, going into camp or whatever, um, having those anxieties. I remember I was telling you about that like a couple weeks ago, like having mm-hmm. anxieties and stuff like that, and you know, the jitters is slowly and slowly going away, and um, you know how like preparation was kind of taking that away. I feel like the more I was preparing for the mm. season, the the better I felt. Mm. Um, do you feel like uh lack of preparation is like a, a a way of it's like a direct correlation to kind of the anxieties once it comes to like, you know, preparing preparing for work or maybe preparing for, you know, maybe family events or Anything in that nature, do you think lack of preparation is like the reason that you have those anxieties and have those those jitters and stuff like that? Yeah, I believe so. Because you have like the idea of like the unknown, mm-hmm. like all like especially if like you going to camp, right? Mm-hmm. You could have the mindset of the feeling of Oh, am I gonna be ready? My stamina up to the the speed, am I strong enough? Am I you have all these like doubts and you're creating like all this like built up, you know, anxiety because of fear of, you know, you not being ready mentally or physically. But if you had prepared knowing that, hey, you know, I got to, you know, I got to be up to par to speed. You're not confident in your in your your um, strength or your mental aspect. Like if you didn't prepare manifest visualization of where you need to be and how it's going to feel when you're like going in there, going into the game or practice or being on the field or being in an environment of the team. Mm. Like if you didn't think about those things and then the moment's getting closer and now you want to start thinking about it all at once and you're having all these like too many thoughts going on. Mm. I think that's what will create the anxiety for a lot of people, especially if you go to work and it's kind of like it could go either way though because i'm a type of person that i think about nothing like if i go to work or if i'm gonna do something that is quote unquote stressful i have all these responsibilities i actually not avoid but i don't even think about it i just i'm gonna just be here in this moment right now i already know what i'm gonna be expecting but i want to let go of expectations if it doesn't go my way because i don't want to make myself or punish myself more than once if i don't get something done like it's okay if i don't get it done I am just going to put myself in the best position, mentally prepare, wake up a little bit early, go on the run, do these things to keep me, meditate, you know, like work out, do these things that gives you already enough time so you can think through the thoughts of before you're going to start something so that you put yourself in the best position to be prepared. Now, if you don't, you know, handle your business, you don't put yourself in position, then you're going to have a million thoughts going in your head doubting if you're ready or not. Yeah, facts, facts. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. hell yeah. I think that's that's a good way to put it for sure. And like, you know, in the preparation, like I know something I always like kinda post or like talk about like, you know, having that faith over over the fear, you know, have faith in your know your abilities, have faith in like the 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 time that you put in, like it's it's gonna pan out. You yes. Know? So that's I feel like that's that's very critical. Um in the process of, you know, whatever you're going into, like a new job, um, you know, uh, a new season or whatever sports or any, anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. For sure. Definitely a hundred percent too. You said faith over fear. That's pretty good. I love yeah. that. Cause that is so true. 
you gotta really have faith that everything's gonna be okay and, and if it don't go your way if it doesn't go your way be okay with the outcome regardless because you did your best yeah. like if you mentally prepared you physically uh, prepared you did everything you felt that was needed and it doesn't go the way that you planned mm-hmm. then you're okay with the outcome because you did everything possible that you yeah. felt was right yeah facts facts mm-hmm. facts and I know I, I heard somebody say I forgot who it was but I heard somebody say like luck is I think it's Nipsey he said luck is luck is being prepared when the opportunity presents itself mm-hmm so you know when you fall into that aspect of you know the opportunity falling falling to you, and you already working, putting the time in, putting the hours in, and you're not knowing if the opportunity is gonna come or not, and it falling into your lap, mm-hmm. it's luck, but it's not luck that you were busting your ass, you know what I mean? But it just so happened to fall into your lap, right? But um, but yeah, you know, a little bit off topic from here, but. I was thinking, like, oh, what are some of the qualities you look for in relationships and friendships? I feel like the the biggest thing for me personally, I don't know about you, but the biggest thing for me when I'm looking, you know, for, you know, stuff in relationships or even friendship or partnership, um, honesty, that's, like, the biggest quality for me. Like, that's, like, if you feel like, because I feel like when someone's honest, it's so easy to trust them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If if someone, if you know someone is going to tell you the real regardless, not be a yes man. If, if We're just talking about friends, right? Mm-hmm. If you know someone's going to be honest with you, someone's going to tell you the, the, the truth, going to tell you if you're right or wrong. I find that's so valuable because it's so scarce and rare now as, you know, having a moral compass or someone who is, you know, on the lines of, of being a, um, a honest and, and, uh, you know, good person mm-hmm. in a way. What about you? Like, what is it like for you? For me, I do want to look, when I look into, like, the qualities I look for in, like, friendships or relationships, I do want the sense of, you know, that they have their own way of where they're trying to go. Like, they have maybe a vision or they just want to work on themselves, their growth. I like the ability to they're tapped in on themselves as well. Like knowing that they don't have, they don't have to really depend on anybody Mm. because then it gives me space to work on myself, make sure I'm doing, you know what I got to do for myself. Cause I do believe, you know, you can't love somebody until you love yourself. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, like being able to have like the freedom of, you know, not having that dependent thing on me. Like it's all on me. Like we can act a partnership. Like we, equal each other out you know where i might lack the other person excels like having the balance of somebody that's giving me the opportunity to give me a benefit of staying in my goals or if i slack off or if i fall off that person's able to build me back up or help me in my you know whatever mental state i am or if life gets tough you know they get tougher or they step in when they need to because they see that I'm putting my foot off the gas pedal. Like I want that person that's able to motivate me and keep me going towards a goal that's gonna both help us both achieve, quote unquote, you know, our success. Yeah, like help you to push for greatness. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. no, that's val- That's most definitely. That's that's something that is most definitely valuable. And you know, looking for stuff. You know, especially in a relationship, like 
if you don't have someone that's like pushing you, you know, someone that, you know, say someone you marry or someone you're dating or whatever, like mm-hmm. you guys, it should be like a, like a, uh, you guys should build off each other. You know what I mean? Get better in each way. You guys should both be climbing because if one of you guys are climbing, one of you guys aren't, you know, it's just dead weight. They're just holding you, yeah. holding you down. You know, they're not letting you exceed to your greatness, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, you know, I, I, I feel like I've been on both ends of that, mm-hmm. you know, to where I was, at a stagnant place and somebody and I you know I was in relationships where they outgrew me I was in relationships where I outgrew other people but mm-hmm. um I feel like that's that's very critical when it comes to you know finding people that you actually want to stick stick in your life and you know that wants to add value to your life what's when you look back at the relationships or friendships or even if it was on you or maybe the other person what's one of the things that is like an automatic cutoff for you uh, automatic cutoff, I'd say. And not cut off disrespectful. Like you cut off because you feel like you know it's the best thing to just let go of the person for yourself. Like you felt like, oh, like I need to not be in this relationship. It's hurting me more. When so. when it gets to the point, because I you know I I feel like it, it, unless it reached to this point, I feel like it it really is no reason to like cut someone off completely. You know you want to obviously be there to like. Mo- you know motivate them if you can if they're willing to change their situation but mm-hmm. i just can't stand somebody just to complain every single day about their situation and do nothing to change like uh, yeah. you know just complain to you or anytime they open their mouth it's something negative mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and just they don't take your advice they don't you know they're not doing anything to change it they're just uh just complaining it just irks me bro i don't know it's like you could say anything you could bring up anything like oh I love uh, I, I I love Target. I love going to Target and just shopping around. And like, oh, I hate Target. Target's right. bullshit. I met I met my baby mama in Target. You know what she did to me? This like, bro. It's like, come on now. Like, I, I just feel like a automatic cutoff. Like, whether if it's relationships, re- being in a relationship with somebody, or like friendship wise, I just feel like if you're just a complainer, bro, I just can't do it. Or like, oh, I'm like overweight. You know, I'm overweight because of this and this and that. I'm just like, bro, like, this is on you. Mm-hmm. It's your body. It's your temple. Like, what do you mean? Like, what are you making excuses? Oh, I don't have time. You had time for Netflix and snacks. Like, bro, yeah. come on now. Like, right. you, you can't sit there and look at me in my face and tell me, like, you don't have time, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, planning thing is so infectious, though. It is. It, it rubs off. And yeah. even if you're not even a complainer, no. you hang around like three dudes that just sit sit around and complain all the time. It's gonna be hard for you to keep that same mentality. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you're gonna you're gonna find yourself, Complain. man, today's ugly ass day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, that's gonna rub off on you. You wake up and you're like, "Fuck this day already!" <laughs> like the day hasn't even started. You haven't even brushed your teeth yet. Oh, baby. Like what? You can't just have that attitude. That's why it's so important for me when I wake up. I just wake up instantly gratitude. Like. I woke up. That that right there is like what I realized to myself. Like, I, like I won. Like, okay, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm here. I'm present. I get to go to work. I get to do this. I get to Thanks. build. I get to, I get to do all these things. Not that I have to. Cause I remember like I used to think like that too. It's like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do. Mm-hmm. Like when you have that attitude, like even like my posture. Like I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I have to do that. Like. You can look at everything in a way of like I get to do this. I get to experience going to the DMV and wait in line and see something pop off up in there. Like, <laughs> like you don't even know. Like there's always some. You can. Life is just so unpredictable. Yeah, no you facts. Know, and you can meet somebody. You know, I've had a lot of situations where I've went to random places and like felt like I didn't want to go, and I end up going, and I end up meeting somebody who I didn't know that 
ends up being a benefit or a, a, a value to me, either a friendship or just an encounter of yeah. a conversation that clicked in my head because of what they said about something. So Facts. like even like the circle of competence, I've like I always talk about like circle of competence, working around what you understand well and mm-hmm. make money or pursue that as one of your passions because you understand it so well and whatever that is. Like I had heard that in a conversation with like an investment banker when I was in San Francisco, I went to like uh, a, uh, this place and it's like this bar somewhere in San Francisco. I forgot where, but I went there by myself, like just to go by myself, go have a drink, whatever at this certain bar. And I had met an inv- investment banker that he was telling me, he was like, if you want to, you know, invest in the long haul, invest in long term, just work in your circle of competence of the things you understand, like the iPhone, Apple, look at mm-hmm. Apple, look at the team of Apple. When you do things in life, look at the things that you enjoy, that you like, that doesn't feel like work. It doesn't cause you stress. If it causes you stress, it's usually good stress because you're trying to figure something out and yeah. you, you haven't figured it out yet, but you're not quitting. So, like, there's there's good stress. There's bad stress. We all need some type of, like, suffering, I feel, in order to excel and to really appreciate the moments when you attain whatever it is that you were suffering to get for so long. Mm. Like you don't, you never know where a conversation could go or an encounter can go when you go to or do with different things that you felt um, was a burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Facts. Damn. That's wild. So it's at the, the SF um, bar. He it's just was shooting game to you. Like he, how did he start? How the conversation? I remember I was just, be? it was funny. Cause I was just sitting down just drinking like an old fashioned, like just whiskey. And then I remember just sitting down, just kind of like talking to like the bartenders and stuff like that, having a conversation because they are from there usually. So I would just like talk to them. I talked to the person next to me. And I remember he just sat next, he sat next to me. It was like around like 8 p.m. And he just got off of like his shift. Like they, investment bankers work hours, like 100 hours a week almost, like crazy 80 hours a week, not bi-weekly. Like they work tw- like 16, 18 hours a day like you know managing pro portfolios making the right investments and you know technical analysis of the stock market the charts like all this stuff that they're doing crazy amount of hours and i remember it really just started because he sat right next to me and i was like um he sat right next to me and he just looked like exhausted i was like man you look like you had a long day and then from there that's how the conversation started and he literally just told me about all these things about what he does his investments, how he looks, his philosophies, who he recommends to look for if you are looking to invest, like Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, all these other, you know, great investors and and philosophies and books. Like, just start a conversation by just saying, like, hey, damn, you look tired. (laughs) Just like that. See, I've never, I see those type of experiences, I've never been the type to, like, start a conversation. I've always been kind of, like, the quiet type. But, like, I'll literally just be to myself and I'll just be, like, you know, in my own thoughts or stuff like that. But you never know, like having something like a simple conversation with someone like that, you know, can have an impact on your life. You know, yeah. you know, meeting, you know, meeting investment banker, you might meet somebody that, you know, is it as a dad and gives you advice on, you know, how to, you know, how to be a pop starting off or what, whatever, whatever it may be. They could give you like everybody has like value to them and they can give you like gems. You know what I mean? You just have to be willing to take that take that and you know once those opportunities present themselves you know uh obviously you don't have to implement everything everyone gives you but you know those little gems you can take gems from people you know what i mean whether um you know if it's you know direct or inadvertently you know what i'm right. saying learn from other people's mistakes or learn from other people's successes 100 percent. 
Facts. But yeah, man, I think I think that's gonna go ahead and wrap it up for uh, episode seven. Um, you know, I appreciate you for uh, having me over, man. Appreciate y'all for tapping in with us. You know, um, we're gonna keep keep climbing, keep going. Um, we're gonna get everything up and running. You know, everything's getting real jam packed right now. We're trying to trying to get some stuff going for you guys, but you know, keep following with us, keep subscribing, liking the videos. We appreciate you guys and thank you and appreciate you for tapping in with self relations. Sheesh.